pros and cons of the cambered bar? Don't use it. Okay. Next question. Next question. That's all the questions you have. <laughs> well, we got some good questions, but we're saving those for Alan to ask. We're going to let Alan ask them. We're going to make <laughs> Alan ask the question. So, uh, I don't know why you'd need a camber bar if you can use a straight bar. Okay. Because from what I, mean, I, I, some of the stuff says it's you know lower, safer, can lift more weight, but does right. it disrupt your stuff? Why would why would you lift more weight? The only thing, the only advantage would be that it doesn't roll. Okay. Other than that, there's no advantage to it. Does it have any different physics though? No. Okay. No, it writes itself right over the. It hangs down and a, you know, okay. drops. It would if you bend forward. It's going to kind of cam forward a little bit. Okay. But it'll end up right over the middle of your foot if okay. you're in balance with it, because it has to. I don't see any point in it. Okay. All right. Okay. On the back, does it matter if you get out of sync on the, the parallel level of the ball bar? Yeah, it kind of needs to be. Okay as level as possible. Now there are people with shoulder injuries that can't carry it level. So how do you correct for that? Well, you don't necessarily. Okay. If it's not real bad, if it's just three or four degrees, it doesn't matter that much. Okay. You know, now it might at 805, you know, but for our purposes, it, it's not that critical. Yeah. So it wouldn't be something you just, you know, spend a whole bunch of time on. Okay, so it's not a huge issue. It's not a huge issue. Okay. The worse it gets, the bigger an issue. It gets. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Tiny little asymmetries are going to be there because mm -hmm. we're humans, you know. Makes sense. There's nothing completely symmetrical if you measure carefully enough. There's nothing completely symmetrical. Why would we? What's, what's the big advantage of shoes? Because I'd never big advantage shoes of shoes. Before. Well, there's several advantages. It stabilizes the foot. Keeps your arch supported and mm -hmm. uh, provides a little heel lift mm -hmm. that most people find helpful uh, because it allows you to use a little bit more quad because it shoves your knees a tiny little bit forward. The primary advantage is stability, though. Okay. And it's uh, uh, more surface area interacting with the floor, which has a lot to do with the balance analysis we do in the full seminar. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Is there any specific kinds of shoes that are more advantageous? I've just Weightlifting shoes. Okay. Where are those do wins? Who's got those? Frank's got those do wins. Those are pretty good shoes. Okay. If you can find them. Well, that's the hard part for me because I've got wide feet and size 13. That's why you so. want the do wins. They're, I don't think they sell these anymore. They, they don't. don't, no. If you can find some used ones, those are all real wide. Okay. So if you had wide feet, you can't wear an Adidas. Yeah. I don't think you can get your foot in an Adidas. Adidas are for That's narrow, they're like for bee yeah. wet feet. They're they're not much good for normal humans. You know. Yeah, these are the new ones on Amazon. They're a little bit wider, but they? they're still pretty tight on my feet. So. Most uh, Adidas are famous for all being too narrow. If you've got an E-width foot, you can't wear an Adidas. Okay. Uh, Asics usually ends up with all that business. Okay. With a wide foot. Is that it? That was it. <clears throat> that all you've got?
That's all I got. Well, there's the fecal transplant question that Frank. <laughs> that's, that's a Frank's question. Alan's question. <laughs> not Frank. No. Frank's going to answer that question. Not me. That's not my bailiwick. <laughs> I got two questions. All right. First is the U.S. Strength Lifting Federation. Yes. What are your plans for that? Well, we're working on that. We're uh, going to gonna involve some lawyer shit you know you've got to get incorporated and then you've got to get 501c3 and then you've got to get somebody to insure you right so all of that stuff's got to be done but the idea is that we will eventually have a actual sanctioning body that sanctions the the three lift meets according to the actual rules you know Uh, our deal is going to be way different than powerlifting. So, can you give us a backstory to work kind of? Well, it's a squat, and press, the deadlift. Right? There's no supportive gear. There's no sumo. And it's a way out. That's we have a way out, not a way in. And the judges have no interaction with the lifter on the platform at all. There's no down signal, no up signal, no depth, no nothing. The judges just judge the lift. Did the lifter execute a lift according to the rules? So it's a completely different uh, approach to the deal, not to mention the fact that the bench press has been replaced by the press. This solves a lot of problems. Solves a lot of problems. It's a <clears throat> it's a safer kind of a meet since there's not any craziness that goes on like there is in supported powerlifting. What else is different? I think the way out is one of the most important things that we came up with. The way out. Is, is, the, is a critical difference. You realize that there are, I have heard of federations with a 48 hour weigh in. Now think about that. You weigh in on Thursday and then compete supposedly, I just let it go, com compete supposedly in that weight class on Saturday. This is just this is nothing but masturbation. That's all it is. It is, it is just game playing to make everybody. So in other words, you could lose 30. I have heard of people losing 40 pounds of body weight in the space of, of, of a week and a half to get into a weight class, to weigh into a weight class. You know, so a 190 pound guy lifts as a 165. Well, what what does weight class even mean? What does that word mean? You know, if they're going to let you do that, why not, look, why don't y'all just mail your total in? <laughs> just email what you did. And save the meat director a lot of time and money. You know, you can just mail in your total. Right? So, One more question. All right. Pulling. Shoes. Um, I train wearing 
the dew winds. Mm -hmm. But when I get up heavier and I'm getting ready for a competition, I find I lift better in slippers. Yeah, is a lot of people like to. Is there any reason I should or should not continue to do that? No, I, I, I don't think a half inch heel is going to make that much difference. In fact, I always, I found that my best pulling was done in my squat shoes, had a little heel. Because I've done it both ways. And uh, the idea is that if you're, if, if you eliminate this distance, it's that much, it's not that much, it, it saves you that much range of motion on the pull. Well, it's really not here, it's here. Right? And if that much is critical, man, I just don't know. I don't know. I can see, now I can see a guy with long femurs and short tibias wanting to lift wanted to pull in flat in flats. I can certainly see that. Right? If you'll draw that anthropometry in your head, you'll see that the knee is forward. It tends to be more forward on somebody with a real long femur. So somebody built like that might well do in flat, but I'm telling you, you guys, slippers don't support the foot. There's no arch support in a slipper. You know? I mean, this shit's hard enough on our bodies. I want my feet supported. You know, I would like it if they somebody would make a flat shoe with some kind of an actual sole. You know, a thin, hard sole with a built-in arch support. That'd be real cool. And I'd be happy to say that's a great idea for certain people. But slippers are just barefoot. You know, so I just assume. Uh, and it changes the mechanics of the interaction of the foot with the floor, too. So I like shoes better than slippers. But whatever you lift best in, that's what you need to do. Um, so I think I read on the forum at one point that you said that you have a hiatal hernia. I was diagnosed with one 20 years ago. Um, a third it, of the population has a hiatal hernia. Is there, you have no concern that that could be aggravated by lifting and squatting? Sure. Could be. What are you going to do? Not train, you know? I noticed you taking some Tums earlier. Yeah. I was Does it bother you all the time? No, it's not all the time. It's just today was a bad day. <laughs> I manage mine with just, you know, diet. Yeah, for I me. Some, what I do for I, the only time it bothers you that really has to be dealt with is before you go to sleep. I take Tums every <clears> night before I go to sleep. Why don't you do this? Instead of taking an antacid, what I have found beneficial is a gram and a half of vitamin C in addition to a couple of multiple mineral tablets. Gives your something your stomach something else to do. Alright? Okay. Because heartburn, I don't has anybody else got any expertise in this? Heartburn is not so much, an, in older people, we lose the ability to efficiently produce stomach acid. So the stomach tends to try to overproduce it at times. You know how a Diet Coke settles your stomach down? Yeah, sometimes that helps me when I have heartburn. Why would that be? Diet Coke's 
got a pH of about what four and a half, something like that. I have no idea. It's four and a half. It's fairly acid, fairly acidic. Well, the reason it is is it you put that acid in your stomach, and your stomach says, "Oh shit, there's some acid. I can I can calm down. I can relax." Right. So I just take two. You know, I take either two or three 500 milligram ascorbic acid tablets before I go to sleep, and I don't usually have any trouble. Like once every three weeks, I'll have problems. <clears throat> I haven't had a Zantac in oh three or four weeks, but uh, I also have learned what I can and cannot get away with eating before I go to bed. Yeah. Pizza is what kills me. Yeah, me too. It's the tomatoes. You think? It's the, it's, it's I don't know if it was that or the bread. Something about that aggravates my real bands. I can't eat tomato sauce based stuff. We'll make pizza, but I'll use a white sauce on it. Mm. But the tomatoes, spaghetti sauce or pizza like that will fuck my stomach up if I eat it at night. I can't eat beans at night either. Hmm. Beans are hard for some people to digest. And if I eat beans at night, I'll be dead. I'll throw up in my mouth. <laughs> hope I can. I hope I wake up before I inhale. You know, real bad. Yeah, I can live without beans, but I do like pizza from time to time. <laughs> Just eat it for lunch. Hmm. Eat it for lunch. Don't eat that shit before you sleep. You'll just learn if you just start keeping track of what you ate the nights, it was bad. And you'll see a pattern. Yeah, beer used to really do it for me, too, until I switched to wine. I took care of it. Uh, beer sometimes, real hoppy beer bothers my stomach. A Pilsner's fine, but a real hoppy IPA fucks my stomach up. And I don't like the hops anyway. So. Twin so, scotch? Uh, Scotch doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> yeah, I could try that. <laughs> Bothers your stomach? No, it's the best drink. Bourbon, Bourbon Scotch. Whiskey doesn't bother my stomach. Might have Not to try at all. That. Now, I can, if I drink too much wine before I go to sleep, it seems to aggravate it pretty bad, but I'm real bad about drinking too much anyway. So. Me too. But the, the, the beer doesn't bother me. So, uh, I, my suggestion would be to start logging your, make, make a note of what, if you get up in the middle of the night with some stomach problems, what did I have to eat? How much of it did I eat? I'll tell you, I hate to be gay like this, but gluten, bread, you know, bothers some people's stomachs like that. It, it bothers me. Huh? I stay away from it, and if you, typically. If, you, if you're one of these people, you need to not eat, <clears throat> don't eat bread and shit before you go to bed. In fact, I had bread for lunch and then I had heartburn. I don't know if it was the bread or the, the meat. Probably the bread. Could have been. If you've noticed it before, it's probably bread. Sometimes it bothers me, sometimes it doesn't. But I do notice an association with, with wheat flour and, and stomach sometimes. There's a 